no longer presenting the members to sin as instruments of wickedness, but presenting themselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and presenting the members to God as instruments of righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under law, but under grace. What then? Should we sin because we are not under law, but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are a slave for the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that you, having once been slaves of sin, have become obedient from the heart to the form of teaching to which you were entrusted. And that you, having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to greater and greater iniquity, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness or sanctification. When you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard of righteousness. So what advantages did you get from these things which you now are ashamed? The end of those things is death. But now that you have been freed from sin and enslaved to God, the advantage you get is sanctification. The end is eternal life, for the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church.
In my first few months of living in Togo, West Africa, the only job that the Peace Corps assigned to me was getting to know my community. I was 24 and full of hope and curiosity and love for the world and trepidation. I woke up at sunrise each day and I cooked and I cleaned and I took a little walk around to my village. And then I went home to eat lunch, and then I would spend the afternoon waiting for people to come and visit me so that I could get to know them. For many weeks, they did not come. But while waiting, I read many books. I made thousands of beads out of strips of magazine paper, and I made an entire bead curtain out of them for my kitchen doorway. And I painted the whole interior of my three-bedroom house with a two-inch paintbrush. Still, the people did not come. Now, I knew I could go visit them instead, but I didn't know how to go about it. And I was scared. These past few weeks, we have heard Jesus speaking at length to the disciples. As he, as he prepared to send them out to the people. It was to be scary and vulnerable, and the disciples would be materially ill-prepared. But they had loved by them. Today's short gospel, the final words of Jesus' sending out message to his disciples in the Gospel of Matthew, gives us an expansive expression of love and welcome. The disciples must go out and go to the people. And if the people welcome them, the people are welcoming Jesus Christ. And welcoming Jesus Christ is welcoming God. Additionally, if the people were touched by the messages of love brought to them by the disciples, and they turned and offered water, hospitality, love, to even the smallest child in the name of Christ's disciples. That expansive love happens there too. Love is contagious in all directions, giving and receiving. But sometimes it's hard to know how to go out and to enact this love out there. Now, since I arrived here, I have been deeply moved by the hospitality of Trinity Church as you welcome people in, as you welcome me in, as you welcome people in every Sunday and throughout the week. You welcomed Sarah in last summer, and you are preparing to welcome in a rector in the fall. I know you're waiting to hear who that rector is, so I won't You've even built this beautiful space so that you could even more fully and graciously welcome people in. This is so good. But there's more to the story. Jesus sent the disciples out. I know the outreach ministries of this church and the ministries that individuals here are involved in out in the world 
fellow man who had had acid poured on him through his car window while out with his 21-year-old cousin celebrating her birthday. They were both terribly hurt, permanently wounded, just for being puzzled. I get so thrown completely off balance when I see violence between Islam, Christianity, and Judaism. All of us, Muslims, Christians, and Jews, consider ourselves to be children of Abraham, either genetically or spiritually. The same Abraham who we hear of today, who went out with unfathomable courage and vulnerability. We read that God asked Abraham, take his beloved son Isaac and go out to the mountain three day journey away and sacrifice his son. Not just his son, but his promise from God that he will have thousands and thousands of offspring. I will not pretend to understand a depiction of a God who would request such an atrocity. That's a whole conversation unto itself. I've struggled with this story for years, and I will continue to do so. Here's what I want to point out today about Abraham in this story, and his relationship to God, and his relationship to his son. When God called Abraham, Abraham said, Here I am. Now, there isn't a really exact English translation for this, but I've heard that it can also be translated as something like, Yes, my attention is on you. Here I am, God. My attention is on you. When Isaac noticed that his father was bringing him to the place of the sacrifice without an animal to sacrifice, he called to him, Father. And Abraham repeated the same words he had used in response to God. Here I am. My attention is on you, my son. Finally, a third time, from the brink of taking Isaac's life, Abraham heard an angel of the Lord call his name, Abraham, Abraham, and he stopped. Here I am. My attention is on you. And Isaac was spared. I wonder what would happen if we went out into the world in community with people of every other faith, of all the Abrahamic traditions and beyond, and we looked at each other and said, Here I am, my attention is on you. I think we could not ignore each other's pain. Here I am, my attention is on you. In an attention-splintered world, this may be all we need to take from Abraham today. This and the love and courage with which Jesus sent his disciples out. What would it look like for us to go out into the world with Jesus' love and curiosity and courage and while there, speak Abraham's words to everyone we encounter? Here I am, my attention is on you. Abraham heard God's voice in his home, in his own little corner, in his comfort zone, yes. But it was out in the world on a voyage of great risk that he heard his son's voice. And out in the world that he heard the voice of the angel. Jesus sent the disciples out. Neighbors finally visited me. They were Muslim, and they visited me in great care in the name of Allah. And I learned from them, and I found courage to go and visit others. And when I did, this is what I learned. I learned that it is considered a gift to go to somebody else's home. It honors the occupants of a house when a visitor arrives. I learned that when I showed up, my hosts would always say, To Allah. You are here. Thank you for being here. Thank you for coming to us. 
Thank you for putting down your fear and your timid fear of distraction and picking up a mantle of courage and coming to us so that you might know us. I was not always very good at this. I still stay alone far too often. And when I did go out, I made a lot of social blunders. I know I often fell short. But I also know that I inched away from fear and toward love in going out. Jesus sent the disciples out. Even as we hone our well-needed skills, even as we prepare to welcome the new rector inside these walls, let's further explore what it means to be sent out, to be vulnerable on someone else's turf, to align ourselves with people of all walks of life, particularly those who are most apt to be hurt on our streets because of who they are. Let's see what it might mean to let others welcome us into their places and offer us a drink of water. And whether we are a mile from home or on the other side of the world, let's further stretch ourselves to listen for that phrase in foreign lands. To Allah, you are here. And let's be able to say, yes, here I am. My attention We believe in one God, the Father and the Almighty, maker and perfecter of all that is contained in us. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God of God, light of light, true God of true God, begotten of not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate of the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. We believe in the 
pray for Michael, our presiding bishop, Al and Gail, our bishops, Sarah and Becky, our priests, Maureen and Judy, our priest associates, for our incoming rector, and for all bishops and other ministers. For all We pray today for those for whom we have been asked to pray. Jim, Taylor, Cheryl and Robin, the Child family, Jeanette, Claudia, the Martin family, Lori, Joanne, Larry, Robin, Huey, Andrew, Jason, Jackie, Amy, Lori, Judy, TJ, Catherine, Richard, Susan and Ellen, Doug, Jim, Stephen, Martha, Robert, Joanne, Kathy, Arlene, Logan, Sarah, Janice, Edith, Ava, Arlene, Alice, Joan, Franklin, Peter, Kirsty, Gail, Eric, Gwen, Harry, Aliona, Gwen and Jenny, Edie, those without jobs, those serving in the military, all who work for peace, and all those suffering as they flee war-torn countries. For the special needs and concerns of this congregation, let us pray together a prayer for our parish. Gracious God, we pray the eternal
have a couple of announcements today, um, and then big announcements.
Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and a sacrifice.
Blessing God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you. 